And you know, with it being Friday, I think it's time to turn to something that may be a little bit lighter. We've heard so much about some of the problems in downtown Vancouver. Let's talk about some of the great things that are happening. And there's one that comes to mind because it's just received a beautification upgrade or a little bit more paint. I'm talking about Pink Alley in downtown Vancouver. What is Pink Alley? Well, this has been around for a bit. It's also known, by the way, as Alley Oop. It is this alley located south of West Hastings between like Seymour and Granville. It used to be one of those very typical dirty alleys in downtown Vancouver. But thanks to some volunteers and thanks to some initiatives from like the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association, it has turned into a vibrant pink and yellow urban space under the More Awesome Now project. And, well, it's just received even a fresher, brighter coat of paint. One of those people that uh, has seen this and gone on social media to say a fresh coat of paint just in time for the sunshine is Vancouver Councillor Peter Meisner. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Bruce. Happy to be here on this exciting topic. Yeah, you know, I love urban spaces and especially when it comes to thinking of ways to make them look really fascinating and interesting. Tell us a little bit about uh, this alley as opposed to other alleys in Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen uh, Alley Oop, uh, definitely come check it out this long weekend during the beautiful sunshine we're going to have. But uh, it's essentially, it's a normal alley um, until they painted it pink a few years ago. And that's really made it a social media hotspot with, you know, Instagram uh, and TikTok. Uh, lots of uh, people filming there as a popular location. So as you mentioned, uh, the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association, as part of their uh, placemaking initiative, just gave it a brand new fresh coat of paint. So it looks fantastic. It does. Uh, it looks very different, too. I myself have not seen it. That's going to change. In fact, uh, I'm going to make a point of uh, dropping by sometime this weekend. But uh, the pictures are quite something, almost, and I mean this in a good way, cartoonish. I mean, you've got this bright pink and yellow that really lifts this space from what is a typical downtown back alley into something that is pleasing to the eye. Uh, It's amazing. Who came up with the idea? Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly who came up with the idea, but it is a downtown Vancouver uh, BIA initiative. But what I think it shows is that these simple interventions can make a huge difference. So like you say, this was a regular uh, back alley. You know, we have many of them throughout downtown Vancouver. And they're not really, you know, usually inviting uh, spaces where people like to spend a bit of time. Um, But just with a little bit of paint, uh, and cleaning and uh, some graphics on the wall and a big, I think there's a big uh, uh, ball kind of uh, balloon thing hanging from, suspended from uh, the upper part of the alley. It made a huge difference and has made this really into a destination. So it shows that uh, we have so many opportunities across our city to create amazing urban spaces and we don't necessarily need to spend a ton of money doing so. Now, this is just one idea. I've traveled to different cities and seen some great art at work to really lift and revitalize areas that needed not gentrification per se, but needed a little bit something just to uh, give it a cleaner look. And I even think of areas like Portland, uh, which has done a fantastic job. Uh, Even areas of Las Vegas uh, have uh, taken some of the graffiti art and made it very interesting and very nice and appealing. What potential do we have in Vancouver for even more projects like this? 
I think there's so much potential. So the city works pretty closely with Vancouver Mural Festival. They are doing murals throughout the city and have been for a few years. If you go by the city centre motel on Main Street, for example, you'll see that they've painted that entire building uh, with murals. And that's now artist studio as well. That site awaits redevelopment. So I think there's tons of opportunities around the city. As you mentioned, um, I just got back from Montreal last weekend and they've done an amazing job with uh, their urban spaces in terms of pedestrianizing streets, but also adding pieces of art throughout the street. Uh, so not just like concrete barriers like we see sometimes, but actual little like stops of art throughout the street that people can go and interact with. So I think the sky's the limit and I'd like to see more of it in Vancouver. And I know that that's something Vancouverites want to see as well to make our city more exciting. I love public art when done well, and I don't think it necessarily has to be expensive. However, that being said, there are those that say, hey, you know what, when it comes to property taxes going up, business taxes going up in a city, the last thing we need to do is spend money on this. But this is not the city that's spending money. This is actually groups. Or is it a combination of the two? Yeah, for this project, the alley is downtown Vancouver BIA. So those are fees that they're collecting from their members as part of their placemaking initiative. Um, and they're also doing other things as well. So they have a summer movie night that starts next Thursday at the Art Gallery North Plaza. So they'll be showing movies outside for every Thursday night for the rest of the summer. And they have other initiatives as well throughout the downtown to activate urban spaces. But on the public art piece, a lot of uh, new development includes a public art component. So that's a requirement uh, of the developer to fund public art. And that either goes into public art on the site or sometimes it goes into a fund for public art throughout the city. So it's not necessarily coming out of taxpayers' pockets. It's actually required as part of the development or through the BIAs that are funding it as well. We're talking with Councillor Peter Meisner and talking about this one in particular, Alley Oop, which has just received a brand new coat of paint. Pink and yellow uh, looks kind of spectacular, cartoonish, but in a good way. Those are my words, not anybody else's. Uh, Peter, I know you just mentioned that uh, you've been to Montreal, Montreal and other cities around the world. What impresses you? What lessons can you take back uh, based on things that you've seen? Yeah, I think the investment in the public realm. So I had been there previous to COVID, and this is the first time I've been back since then. So I noticed that they've redone several of their plazas and parks in the downtown area. So new pavers, uh, new seating, new uh, garden areas and landscaping. I think it made, you know, it looked incredible and people were utilizing it. So even at nine in the morning, there was lots of people in this one park with a whole bunch of tables and chairs. So we've done a bit of that in Vancouver already. I think the Art Gallery Plaza on Robson Street is a good example, but we can do much, much more. So we're working on it. We have the Gastown. Uh, we're going to be uh, studying the public realm in Gastown in terms of improvements. We made that announcement a couple weeks ago, and we're going to pilot uh, pedestrianizing Water Street either this summer or next. Um, but longer term, I think we need to look at areas uh, like Gastown, like Gramble Street, uh, and some areas potentially in the West End that can become pedestrian priority areas. So that would be a focus on pedestrians and, you know, there'll still be access for deliveries and that sort of thing, but really creating that pedestrian realm for people to move through the area. I think that's what people want. They see it in other cities and they realize that it makes their neighborhood so much more enjoyable. I want to pick up on Gastown and some of the other areas uh, right after the break. But uh, one thing that you did mention here is uh, pedestrian friendly. When you say that, you realize, Peter, there are a lot of people that say, and get their hackles up and uh, think, you know what, that's the last thing we need is uh, more cars or difficulty with getting around in cars or vehicles around Vancouver. It's already a mess. Um, is there a balance? What are you looking at? 
Yeah, I think there is a balance. And I think we've seen that, uh, again, just back to that Art Gallery Plaza, they did close that block of Robson Street. And I remember when that happened, there was a lot of concern in particular about the bus route uh, having to go around. But I think that there's, you know, measures that we can take in order to do it thoughtfully. So we're not, you know, causing huge traffic jams, for example. I don't want to see that. But there's areas that, you know, through engineering studies, we can determine that these would work pedestrianizing would work well with little impact on traffic. But I do understand people's concerns about getting into downtown and how that can be challenging sometimes. But I think we've also seen uh, examples across the city with uh, different interventions that we've had, uh, making it uh, easier to get around as well and giving people options so they can get on their bike and bike across the bridge, for example, and feel safe doing that. We're talking with Vancouver Councillor Peter Meisner about beautification and some of the other ways to rethink Vancouver. I'm going to pick up on Gastown and some of the other areas of focus right after the break with Peter Meisner. Mike is away. I'm Bruce Claggett in for him. Just before the break, we were talking about ways to kind of give a facelift or rethink some of the urban spaces in cities like Vancouver. And the one that comes to mind that's just received a fresh coat of paint is Alley Oop, Pink Alley. It's that alley in Vancouver in the downtown area that's got that pink and yellow look to it with a ball that's suspended at the far end. And it's just uh, got some nice new paint making it look very bright and animated for a back alley. And, uh, you know, it makes me think that there are other possibilities for urban spaces. Peter Meisner is a Vancouver City Councillor, and we're talking with him about some of the other projects underway. Peter, you touched on this also just before the break, but Gastown, we know that uh, Gastown's about to be changed for this summer. Some of that change already taking place. What are we looking at in terms of that space that could be a whole lot better? Yeah, I think Gastown, there's so much potential. I mean, every tourist you think that gets off a cruise cruise ship, they walk down to Gastown. And it's a destination for Vancouverites, but everybody visiting our city, whether or not they're on a cruise ship or not. So I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, What we're looking at is to uh, launch a public realm uh, planning process. So essentially starting that process to see what the future of Gastown is going to look like in terms of the street surfaces, the sidewalks the lamps, the street furniture, and also introducing more public art into the neighbourhood and piloting uh, some pedestrian priority uh, closures on the weekends, for example, in the summer of Gastown. Um, I think there's a huge appetite to be down there and it's a fantastic venue for outdoor concerts and that sort of thing. So that's some of the things that we're looking at right now. Is there the possibility or even talk that maybe some of this area right along uh, maybe the main streets in Gastown could be closed to cars permanently? Uh, We're looking at a few different options. I don't see a permanent closure in the cards right now. Um, I think we do need to maintain access for deliveries. And uh, there are some buildings in that neighborhood that are difficult to access if we were to do something like that. But I think what we can look at is what they do in Montreal, for example. I was mentioning uh, my trip to Montreal before. But on St. Catherine Street, for example, in Montreal, they close it during the summer. Uh, from I think it's about nine to five or seven to five during the day and then they open it in the evening for deliveries and and normal traffic so there's lots of technology out there in order to do this there's a retractable bollards that can come up from the street uh, you know and be retracted and brought up to 
to uh, block traffic, for example, or open the streets to traffic. So we're looking at everything, but we're also cognizant of the fact that there's businesses down there that need to have access for deliveries and that sort of thing. Gastown is such an important part for Vancouver for its history and for, in today's terms, uh, a tourist stop. But it's not quite there in terms of, you know, having maybe restaurants and cafes all the way along that are open and vibrant. It's not vibrant yet. It's got tourist traffic and tourist shops. But I think of some of the other cities around the world that have uh, their areas of historic jewels. And this isn't one of them. How do we get there? We're so close, Bruce. I mean, I think, you know, go down to Carroll and Water Street. They have closed off that section there. And we have restaurant patios there in front of those restaurants on Carroll, just near Water. I think with this temporary uh, piloting of street closures, that's going to give an opportunity for restaurants to, you know, put patios out uh, on the street temporarily that they can take away uh, when summer is over and just create that vibrancy because I hear you, you know, I want to be able to walk down the street uh, that, you know, is traffic on or doesn't have traffic on it and sit down on a patio and enjoy a drink. And we need to create those opportunities all over the city, not just in Gastown. But we have what it takes. We have the basic ingredients, I think. Now we need the policy to make it happen. Well, sure you do. Uh, it's right by the water. It's, uh, it's a beautiful area by its architecture. But you still have, uh, as we both agree, some challenges there. One of the ones that we haven't really touched on, but let's be honest, it's not the safest place in the world right now, is it? I know some people are, are concerned about uh, being in the neighborhood, and uh, we are doing what we can uh, to address address those challenges. So uh, the, the hiring has started for the 100 new uh, additional police officers that we, uh, we promised during the campaign, as well as the uh, mental health nurses as well. So that will, I think, make a positive impact on some of that uh, street disorder that people uh, are worried about. But I also think having more people in the neighborhood, having more body heat, more people uh, coming down there also helps improve the perception of safety. So I know the BIA is doing what it can in terms of cleanliness, uh, litter pickup, graffiti removal, because I think those things also have an impact on people's perception of safety as well. So there's work underway and, of course, more we can do to ensure that people feel comfortable in the neighborhood. Sure. If you take a walk and a good walk uh, heading toward the east of uh, Gastown, you're going to be into an area that's got a lot of boarded up um, buildings, uh, a lot of people without homes living on the streets. And that still is a bit of a problem. Is that going to factor in? Is it, Are we ready to take a reality check and say, yeah, we've got to solve some of those issues too? Absolutely. I mean, those issues need to be solved regardless of Gastown's revitalization or not. Um, you know, the situation in the neighbourhood uh, is, is sad and we do need major investment from senior levels of government in order to deliver the housing that people need. So we need to continue to replace the SROs of the neighbourhood with dignified self-contained social housing and we need much more of it and the city can't do it alone we do need that investment uh, from senior levels of government okay peter next steps for uh, you and the city in going forward and looking into ways to make this area even better yeah, so that uh, public ground planning process is going to kick off in the fall, the beginning stages of it. But I want to mention as well Granville Street, because the Granville Street uh, planning process is underway, yeah. and uh, people can participate in that. They can go to shapeyourcity.ca and participate in that. There's a few workshops. They can leave feedback. That's another area that uh, is uh, needing some love, and uh, that process is already underway, so I'd encourage people to go check that out. 
Are we still going to call Granville Street or are we going to come up with a, a permanent? I mean, it's gone through so many names for that area. I don't want to change the name of Granville Street. I think. No, Granville not Granville Street, Street a, but, you know, it's uh, you've got, you used to call it the Granville Mall. Um, uh, and that used to be the casual name. Now, I don't know what you call it. The Granville Entertainment District seems to be one, but, uh, you know, it keeps on changing. Yeah, I mean, it is the entertainment district, so I'm partial to the GED. I uh, I think, you know, we need to ensure that it continues to be the entertainment district for Vancouver. And we encourage that nightlife and those restaurants and all those things on Granville Street because uh, it's a destination. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's a diamond in the rough. So it's seen the better days for sure, but it's a focus of our administration uh, improving uh, Granville Street and bringing new investment on Granville Street as well. Peter, great talk. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Bruce.